Hello everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the third season of NMMS Bangalore's very own podcast series, NM Broadcast. Today we have with us Ms. Sayani Bakchi. Sayani Bakchi is a marketer at Godrej Synthol, a brand that has been an integral part of India's households for over 7 decades and even today continues to be among the country's leading soap brands. Previously, Ms. Bakchi has successfully managed some of India's most loved food brands like Britannia Gourmet and Britannia Marie. Armed with an MBA from IIT Ghaziabad, Ms. Bakchi has also completed her post-graduation in mass communication from one of India's leading communication institute, Xavier Institute of Communications, Mumbai. She is an alum of the prestigious Jadavpur University, Calcutta, where she was a gold medalist in BA Political Science. With her rich experience across all aspects of brand management including brand equity, consumer insighting, brand communications among others, we are so happy to have her as a guest for the podcast today. The topic for today's podcast is brand loyalty is a myth. So ma'am, I would like to start this podcast by asking you how can an FMCG brand improve their brand loyalty in the upcoming years? and are there any industry specific challenges that you see ahead uh firstly uh, thank you so much for the invitation kunal so happy to be here um always looking to find ways of uh, sort of adding in with whatever exposure whatever little learnings i have had over the past decade adding in and helping you know uh, some of my uh, peers and younger friends also sort of grow so i'm really happy to be here so thanks so much uh now coming to brand loyalty uh, you know the topic for the day is so heavy that uh, something to the lines of is brand loyalty dead or not it's a very heavy concept and uh, to understand that concept uh, you have to basically understand what does brand loyalty constitute of right because it's a very heavy term so what are the uh, what are the indicators or what are the components that constitute uh, brand loyalty that brand loyalty is made up of right so that's very very important to understand first and then we can uh, sort of probably come to fmcg which is my area of expertise and my industry um but starting with you know the the main definition and the main main components of brand loyalty essentially brand loyalty is like a feeling of of uh, liking a feeling of sort of uh, have a having a positive feeling towards a certain brand like right? uh, so it it can be it can be uh, honestly an artist it can be a, every every human being actually is a brand so even if you like a certain actor over another actor that means that you are loyal to the brand of that actor a over actor b so brand loyalty can be uh, about an artist about any human being any product any service so it it really anything in the world that we look at uh, is honestly a brand right so it doesn't uh, get limited to objects or products only so let's just understand that first everyone walking talking moving around here is a brand and your feeling of liking or your feeling of say a positive disposition towards that particular brand that person that thing that service that object 
that is what uh, brand loyalty sort of or brand brand loyalty uh, is composed of right now you know brand loyalty essentially uh, has a few components right so one of the uh, key components that i understand of brand loyalty is uh, a sort of a affinity like i mentioned a sort of a, a positive disposition or liking towards it secondly it's it's to do with um, some sort of an attachment that you have towards a certain brand um where you feel like uh, you can sort of uh, identify with what the brand is saying identify with what the brand stands for so there's a sort of attachment towards a certain brand and thirdly and most importantly uh, there is trust there is no brand loyalty without trust and uh, likely i mean likewise uh, the the more the trust that your consumers have in you the more likely it is that they will be more loyal to you uh, now coming to fmcg again using the same thread of trust and brand loyalty and the components it's relatively easier to develop a an affinity for your brand uh, i'm talking from an fmcg lens right now a fast moving consumer goods lens right now it's easier uh, you know through communication to create a sort of liking maybe a brand ambassador maybe your new creative advertisement maybe your promotions it is easier relatively easier in my view in my opinion to create a likeliness towards a brand or or to create an affinity towards a brand but uh, creating attachment and creating trust these things take uh, absolutely decades decades if not centuries it takes decades to build so you can survive as a brand uh, with just um, affinity or likeliness uh, for a few years maybe but can you survive or can you sort of induce loyalty without trust or attachment definitely not you cannot survive beyond a few years without trust so the key to uh, sort of uh, brand loyalty is definitely through the route of uh, trust and brands including but not just limited to fmcg brands who have been able to do that have been successful so without trust there is absolutely no loyalty for anyone any human any brand nothing so hope that sort of uh, answers the first part of your question konan what is the second part that you wanted to ask yeah ma'am so the second part was that are there any specifications in the industry in the form of challenges that you see ahead of brand loyalty okay um challenges towards brand loyalty for the industry is not just limited to the industry uh, to be honest not just my industry but brand loyalty has sort of i wouldn't call it challenges but i would call it brand loyalty has a few sort of parameters which are necessary right inherently uh, absolutely you can't do without which are must dos i won't call it challenges again uh, i mean why should it be a challenge the ideal that you are striving for as a brand is to induce loyalty right so it should never be a challenge but there are some things which are absolutely required or necessary for brand loyalty and i i maintain i i mentioned trust being one of them um that can also become a challenge for brands you know 
when you are not doing enough to um stand for something specific when you're looking at your competition um and looking at every other player in the market every other tom dick and harry in the market and wanting to be a uh, sort of a clone or a or a me too when you don't have something authentic to say or something that is uh, just yours something that you really stand for when you don't have that to say then it becomes a little difficult for consumers to attach uh, be attached to you right so uh, you know the problem that i see uh, in my industry um is that very often because it is such a competitive industry and uh, i mean there are so many new brands as well uh, sort of cropping up every day there are so many categories which are uh, also coming up every day uh, or sub categories categories which one never thought of uh, say in the last 4 uh, 5 decades that often uh, a lot of older brands may find it to be um, a little bit of a challenge or they are in a bit of a a bit of a fix to understand if they should continue speaking in the same language that they had been speaking for in so many decades um or if they should sort of change their language completely to um uh, sort of identify or or to connect with younger newer audiences that is something that from my experience old brands and legacy brands always face there is a sort of a fix or there there's a question that we keep asking ourselves that how can we stay relevant only if you stay relevant will you be actually inducing loyalty right among your consumers if you're not relevant if if people don't really find you useful or relevant uh, your consumers then uh, there is no question of loyalty so these are some of the challenges that with everything changing the 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 competitive landscape changing how can brands uh speak in a language or or be in a way that will still be able to connect with audiences with consumers and would keep inducing loyalty i think that is the biggest challenge how do you adapt to changing times uh with changing uh, sort of uh, the the entire environment being so so dynamic all the time how do you how do you adapt that's that's one of the biggest challenges i think that we all all face and which is associated with brand definitely with brand loyalty because it is associated with your own identity so uh, the minute you shift away from it you try and become someone's clone or you try to become someone you're not someone inauthentic as a brand um i think that definitely starts affecting your uh, overall sort of equity somewhere and affects loyalty does that help answer your question konan totally ma'am yeah yes ma'am it was very well explained from your end and i think like you expanded the perspective of what a brand actually is and how a brand can build its build its loyalty based on trust that is the most important for any brand so ma'am my next question to you would be how was it for you to cater to the loyalty of customers moving from britannia to godrej as a marketer for any brand it's very important to have a very sharp definition of the target audience or who we i mean call tg we call it we call them target group or target audience right tg so uh, as long as your target audience is sharply defined you can wear as many hats in marketing as you'd like um so in that case your you know having experience across different brands will definitely not be an impediment or sort of a 
uh, a challenge at all so for example um synthol and uh, britannia good day uh, or britannia marigold as well for that matter all three are mass brands however the target audiences or the target the the within mass also you'll have a you know you'll have a another round of targeting right you'll have a sharper targeting you'll have a sort of a um uh, age wise targeting you'll have a uh, sort of a economic social position type which which is also defined based on nccs which you guys may be aware of uh so so different socio economic uh, sort of different modes of targeting age wise targeting demographics wise targeting so when your targeting is sharp all these brands have a very different uh, target audiences by the way so uh, are the target audiences not going to uh, sort of overlap of course they will because all all three of these brands are uh, mass brands but do they have individually very very tight very sharply defined target audiences within a certain age group and demographic of course they do like if you switch from one brand to another or one category to another even one say uh, industry to another so within fmcg also uh, as you would know foods uh, is a completely different segment and britannia was in foods and now i'm in a personal care right a beauty personal care that is a completely different segment so i think if your brand um, basics are uh, sort of clearly defined including your targeting positioning uh, what does your brand stand for what is the main communication idea who is it speaking to what is the proposition of the brand all these things together if they are clearly defined then it should be absolutely okay to work between different brands as well yeah does that help yes thank you so much for sharing light on how catering to a mass audience and like how the still companies are sharply defining their target audience on different parameters and focusing on the specific target audience to cater to their market and how they are enhancing their growth and opportunities in the market so this was very well explained from your end ma'am so ma'am my last question to you for this podcast would be how are fmcg companies dealing with the price hikes in the potentially recessionary period we have been uh, seeing price hikes in um, because of the oil prices of course we all know that uh, we have been seeing certain stresses related to price hike in the last uh, over 2 years uh, almost now uh, one and a half two years now right um, however uh, you know now we are finally hopefully entering a better a better time wherein in the last two years we have i think everyone has suffered a lot um companies have had to uh, focus on how to maximize uh, how to how to sort of minimize their losses with all the uh, the oil prices rising your raw material essentially is rising right the prices of raw material rise then your overall uh, the same thing that you were making at say a certain cost a your costs will soar up right that cost will move from a to a plus uh, say a plus 1 or whatever a plus 2 a plus 10 so uh, we have we have been under a lot of pressure the overall industry has been under a lot of pressure and uh, uh, just a lot of pressure with regard to pricing we have had to cut our grammages uh, in in terms of soaps for example uh, has been very very uh, sort of Uh, heavily hit, so we have had to cut our grammages, or we've had we've had to take up prices in various markets. All the things that we normally don't like to do, right? You 
as a you don't want to do that as a as an organization or as a as a business but uh, because of palm oil prices being so high for the last so many uh, so many years actually so many months so many quarters we've had to also take a huge blow and that has definitely shown in our pricing or our damages right uh, however right now i think uh, uh, we are hoping and fingers crossed but but prices do look like uh, they are stabilizing uh, currently as we speak right now it looks like prices probably um, are uh, stabilizing and as a result of that you know we will definitely we are hoping to go easy on our price hikes that uh, we are we are hoping to we'll be very happy to give back to the to the consumers very very happy nothing makes us happier than that honestly so because we think that inflation is easing and uh, there there could be some return to growth you know uh we all the price cuts that we took uh, across the last few quarters uh if there is a better scenario with commodity prices then we'll be very happy to uh, have price cuts you know and and give back uh, grammages or uh, cut prices uh for for uh, consumers i think um that's something that we are looking forward to because um while it it hurts consumers so much right with increasing prices it's not easy for us either so i i don't think um i hope that in the next few quarters we see a more stable sort of pricing for uh, commodity and uh, yeah we can we can of course protect our uh, business model but also also uh, give back to consumers give back more to consumers which is what we always intend to do so uh, yeah that that's where uh, that's where i think um, uh, the price a uh, commodity price stability will really really help because uh, in the last few years it's been absolutely um, very very erratic yeah so um, that that is another way of also winning back consumers your demand will also uh, i think uh, any consumer demand will also get stimulated uh if you are able to do this what i just mentioned so we we are really hoping that you know we are able to reduce the intensity of price hikes in the coming quarters and maybe even reduce price in certain cases um does that help konan to understand yes ma'am definitely and thank you for sharing what kind of a pressure that the industry is facing to basically strike a balance between the consumer preference and still grow sustainably and earn the profits that they want so it is definitely an insightful thing that you shared with us like how you are managing this stuff and how you are coping up with the inflation part on in the economy also thank you so much ma'am it has been an absolute pleasure interacting with you your valuable insights on brand loyalty have truly enhanced our understanding of the same thank you everybody we hope you found this podcast informative and insightful thank you and bye thank you bye all the best guys